We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Are you ready? You want the noise brought on you? Because here it comes. What? The noise brought on you? Because here it comes. This is my job. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Is this show getting more and more difficult for you to do? That's got to be it! Jeff Lutz. This isn't that hard. There are so many great things to do with the human mouth. Why waste it on talking? 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's a Friday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, the co-host of the show. Max Power Producing and Engineering, 869-1240. That is the IHOP hotline. Uh, I just had some pancakes over at the Copper Oven a few minutes ago. Well, you're not supposed to go there. You're supposed to go to IHOP. Well, I don't have an IHOP within uh, six blocks of my house. It's over there on Ridge. That's not six it's blocks. not that far. I, I, what I said was accurate. But what you also said was inaccurate because IHOP pancakes are just plum better. I'd have to. I don't know about that. And they're worth the extra we distance. We love IHOP pancakes. When's the last time you had an IHOP pancake? It's a good question. I went to IHOP with uh, my daughter, but it's been a little bit. Well, how long? How, what's a little bit? I don't know. I don't. I have no grasp. Years, of, months. I have no grasp of time. Days. It, it may have been three years. It may have been six months. Really, for all I, I don't know. Well, that's weird. I'd get that checked out. There's nothing to check if out. If you don't know the difference between something that happened three years ago and something that happened six months ago, do you? course i do no you don't at this age at this stage of life three months goes by like that three years goes by like that it's all the same ask me something uh that, that when it happened when i don't know when did you file your taxes last well of course i did that in february yeah well that's not what i heard well that's a dumb question to i ask. don't know what to ask you what am I supposed to ask you? Something that tests my ability uh, to know a frame of time. When did you uh, get your trees trimmed last? Last fall. Really? They look uh, overgrown. Really? <laughs> now you're going to knock my trees. I don't know. I don't know what to say to all that. I just had a new door put on my shed this afternoon or this morning. Uh, the expenses of being a homeowner can I ask, never stop. Can I ask why? Because it needed one. But what? Why? I mean, because termites were eating out the other one. It had come unhinged. It was in disrepair. So either I tear down the shed or I replace the door. And I chose to replace the door. The building's in sound condition what, again what did you keep debbie's stuff in there right debbie's got the shed. Got some stuff out there yeah okay well good well you don't like anybody who does anything to their home no i just I, that's, I, why is that no i just i'm i'm literally wondering why like would i replace the door of a shed i don't know depends on how valuable i guess i think the shed is so i'm trying to get so Inside. you would have just left it there. If I didn't rotting. care, if I didn't care about the shed, I might have just, yeah, let it rot. Why not? Just leave it there to rot. Yeah, termites need to eat. Here's what: why I'm not sure your marriage will last. Because this kind of an attitude, eventually, she'll get tired of it. <laughs> I don't think so. I think so. 
If you are willing to let your home deteriorate, I didn't say that simply because you don't want to reach in and pay for the uh, the improvements or the uh, the updates, then you're going to have real problems. It's not about it's not about all that. Is it's about is the whatever updates or upgrades is that worth it? Is it is it better to have a shed? That's in tip-top shape or not have a shed at all. That's basically the question you've asked yourself, and you decided to have a shed, and that's fine. Well, if I'm going to have the shed, I need to, it, it needed a repair. I'm good with it. This isn't me criticizing. This is another thing I don't like about the way I'm perceived. I, I get it. Mean? There's no perception. This is you. No. Every it, time I do something to my house, and I ask why, it. I literally mean why, and I want insight on it, because you think much differently than I think, and I like to understand how other people think, because I don't think like a lot of other people. Does that make sense? Are you even listening? Yeah, I'm listening. What's the question? I didn't ask a question. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you were listening. Well, what'd you say? I said I like to understand how other people think, because I don't think like other people, I've noticed, and that's fine. I'm not trying to like, oh, I'm I'm better than so. But when my brain works different. When your home needs improvements, you're likely not to do them. Not at all. That's not true at all. It's again, it's way. And are the, you helping me at the house this weekend? Like this you weekend? Promised? Like you promised? Is who's who's going to be here? <laughs> I'll do everything but this thing right here. I mean, I'll get everything out you want. I'll do all the work. I mean, I'll do literally well, everything. Well, we're going to do it next weekend. Okay, well, I think I'll work next weekend, but we'll figure out a time. We'll get we'll get it done because i got to get some things out of here. i got to get Goodwill here to pick them up, and we're just going to haul it out to them. Okay, well, I, I don't believe, and this isn't me trying to get out of work. I don't believe I can contribute to that thing getting out of your house. Oh, well, we'll figure it I out. I can do everything else. We'll figure something out. It's not that heavy. It, it, it's humongous, and it won't fit through any door. How did it get through a door? Jeff, it, it's, it's easy. No, it's not easy. We'll handle it. Uh, I got all kinds. I've moved a million times in my life. I know how to, I know how to do it. That's something that needs to be disassembled. And just gotten rid of. <laughs> well, how dare you just gotten rid of something that's been near and dear to me for many years? Well, stuff is. Near I don't and even dear. now in the time in the frame of time discussion we were having earlier. I do not remember when I got this. I don't believe I had it when I lived at the Eaton Hotel. Am I right about that? I don't know where it would have been, or did I have it? I don't think so. I don't. Maybe you had a computer. But I thought it was just, it might have been on this. I don't know. I do not remember purchasing this this uh, monstrosity that I call a desk with numerous bookshelves and cabinets and filing area. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's too Why much. am I getting rid of it? Apparently, are you getting Couldn't rid I of it? Couldn't I sell this for tens of thousands of dollars? If Yeah. Actually, why don't you sell it for 50 bucks? And the person has to haul it out of here. I'll sell it for for two hundred dollars to the first person who wants it. And uh, how do you? How would you describe it? Two hundred. I don't know if anybody's going to pay what that. What year do you think this baby was built? It was either built in nineteen eleven or well, two thousand fourteen. It's got some electrical stuff over here on this one you were pointing out the other day. Is that part of it? Uh, I guess it is. So what 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 do you think? About two thousand? Sure, probably. None of that uh, electrical power switch buttons. It's look got like anything it's got I've uh, seen. holders up here for CDs. Um, it's it's just got all. It's Here's got the everything. problem with this: no one will want it, right? <laughs> it takes up so much space. It's got everything. Here, it takes up so much space that either people won't have room for it, or the people that do have room for it. We'll have something so much nicer uh, that uh, I don't. I just don't see the market for this. You don't want it, no. Would Shannon want it? No. <laughs> well, that hurts. My we don't feeling. have room for it. That's, but if you did have room for it, you'd want it. We'd want something better because we'd be richer.
I'll bet I paid a pretty penny for this stuff back in the day. Where do you think of you which I have no recollection? I don't know where I bought it. I would I would presume that I bought it at Cherry Orchard Furniture, uh, which is back in the day where I used to buy a lot of stuff. That still exists, right? Or Hortons. Hortons is kind of my go-to place. There's others, but but I've I've enjoyed my experiences at Hortons over the years. Uh, so I, but I don't I don't I have no recollection. This has now just become kind of a depository. It's where you just leave stuff. What do you mean? You don't read any of those books. You got a stack of I've books. I've read over. a few of the books. You got a stack of books over here that you. you I, have. I I just can't get to books. I get it. I have a bunch of books that I haven't. I read. don't have time. Who has time to read in this day and age? Wasn't reading and and again I hate to say that because I'm a big reading guy, but let me just make a point. It feels like I don't have any time to read. Well, you probably don't, but some people do. What do uh, they do? Do they just do you do people still curl up with a good book? People do you, you know that saying? Sure. Hey, what are you going to do tonight? Oh, I'm going to curl up with a good book. People carve a out fireplace. Let me finish. <sighs> I hate it when you interrupt. But we all get it. You've made your point. Go ahead, whatever. I'm going <laughs> to Let me get when I'm on I'm, a roll. Go. But you you were done, I thought. When I I'm going to curl up with a good book by the fireplace. Do people do that? Nobody does it by the fireplace. They do it in bed. Who would no, they cur curl up. Who would read by Nobody a fire? Nobody curls up in bed. You you stretch out in bed. No, you don't. To go to sleep. You don't. You're not curling Who, up. Why would you curl up by a fireplace? Because that you you want to be warm, and you want to you want you get under a blanket, and you where and you read a good book. That's where what, that's what curling up means. Where near the fireplace? But where in a nice just on chair. the ground? No, in a nice chair. You don't curl up on a chair. Yeah, a big chair. Oh, it's, it's a you're, you're it's, absolutely the concept of it is fantastic. You don't curl up in bed. Of course you do. You lay on your side. You got the book right there so you don't have to, so you can read both sides of the book at once. Well, I can see reading in bed, but not curling up. I can. No, you curl up near the fireplace. No, you don't. That's what I would do. Well, let me, I'm going to type in curl up. Curl up by the fireplace. Type it all in, and you'll get all kinds of wonderful, uh, beautiful photos. I'm sure of it. Curl up by the foot score game wings. There's not. It doesn't even. Doesn't even go to fireplace. Curl up at. By curl the up fire. on the couch. Curl up in the bed. Curl up with the book. What's, curl up curl on up the ball. Curl up by the fireplace. What's it say about it? It. I can curled up by fire. It doesn't, it doesn't even say fireplace. Do you get frustrated on this show? Yeah, because you don't know what you're talking about. We've got stock images. That's I would, really. I would it. ask you not to get so frustrated. I mean, what I'm saying here is real. Uh, also, what's real is what's on tap today on the show. Two twenty-five. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. We'll talk about the passing of K-State legend Ernie Barrett, who uh, for many years lived right here in Wichita, uh, and is a is a true K-State legend. My goodness, his nickname is Mister K-State. They don't uh, just give that out. At the age of uh, 93 today, uh, Kelly Bielefeld, who will be the superintendent of Wichita Schools for the 2023-24 school year, will join us at 2:45, and at 3:25, new Wichita State women's basketball coach Terry Nooner, who had a very good uh, news conference yesterday. Yeah, I read uh, about it from Taylor Eldridge, who wrote a really good uh, story about. Nooner's journey over the past week and some emotions. To, yeah, it's really good. So we uh, we're looking forward to talking to all of those folks today on the show, if they're not curled up by the fireplace. Well, why would you be? It's nice out. Is it nice? A little, a little, a little windy earlier. A little windy. Uh, more games on tap. Boy, I tell you, when we play on four fields, as we did last night, my team lost last night. I heard. Way. You heard. You read. I heard. Who who told I asked you? Angela. What what was her reaction? 
She talked more about her uh, other son's game. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it was kind of eventful, apparently. I don't know. Oh, really? I guess. I got to hear more about that. Well, I don't, I'll try to remember. Yeah, I got to hear more about that. Anyway, uh, my Panthers dropped one last night. Uh, but we'll get them next time, right? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, when you're playing uh, eight games a night, it's quite a hub of activity at McAdams Park. Lots going on. And we made it through, and we're going to finish our first week tonight uh, in League 42. 869-1240, it said that is the IHOP hotline. We'll, we'll talk about uh, Ernie Barrett coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, several members of your Detroit Lions are either out of the league or suspended from the league. Not out of the for league. gambling. Well, they were they were uh, they were dropped. They suspended were suspended indefinitely loose by the Lions. So currently, they are out of the league. Are you sure they yeah. were released? Two members, two of the two of the four players. Oh, I didn't see that. Were uh, released by the Detroit Lions for violating NFL league gambling policy. You know, here's what I would say about this, and quit messing with the. You the do mess tip. with pins all the time. No, I don't. Uh, I don't tear off the cover of of my cover uh, pins that don't belong to the me. Tab. Have you ever used I this definitely highlighter? Don't use that. I don't do that. Yeah, you don't use that. That's what um, follow the rules. They're not that difficult. Don't bet on NFL games, and if you're in an NFL facility, don't gamble at all. Here's you know what a better idea is. Don't inundate me with gambling, 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 gambling in my stadium and in my workplace, in the office, everywhere, on the radio, on television, if I can't get down a little bit. You can't do it in your, in your team facility, and here's why. Because if I'm, a, if I'm an employee and I'm using time in that team's facility to gamble, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So don't do it. Do it at home. It's all okay, it's all fine at home. You just can't bet on NFL games. But if you're in the facility uh, and you're supposed to be working, uh, don't gamble. Don't so do what is, it. What does that mean? Supposed to be working? You're you're in the facility. You're at your job. Right, but that facility is basically their home. Do you lay down gam? Uh, do you lay down bets at KWC? Oh, all the time. No, really. Tell me the truth. Um, no, but. Some people do. They do? Yeah. During work hours? Yeah. You're throwing people under the bus. You shouldn't do that. It's during games. I don't know what the rules are. Don't bet when you're on the job. How simple can that be? You are an employee, right? Yeah, but... And, when, and during that time when you are at work, you don't gamble. But it's not like uh, Jamison Williams clocking in. Doesn't matter. It he's does matter. The, he's he's an employee of the Detroit Lions. You can't yeah, use employee, that. Employee, he's a player. He's Did a, he get suspended? Yeah, but I Good. can still argue. Bye, it. Jameson. I can still argue about. Bye, bye, bye. Six games, pal. Dumb. Think you learned your lesson? I'll bet he did. Yeah. Players across the league need to learn this lesson. You can't gamble during during the time you're at work. How do you think they find out? They find out everything. But I'm asking how. They know everything. That's not what I'm these asking. These teams all have security. They know what these guys are doing all the time. So their phones all are tapped? The they know Maybe exactly this is a privacy issue. On. I'm not asking whether they know. I'm asking how they you know. You don't need to know. Well, you apparently don't either. I just know they know. And that's not what and we're talking about. I don't have a about. problem with them knowing. The money they pay these guys... They want to make sure they're covered. Yeah, the money they receive from gambling uh, institutions. So what are you saying? Don't gamble. Don't. Uh, we shouldn't have gambling. Don't be that hypocritical. You're, are you a spokesman for gambling on Intercom? Yeah, but on I'm Odyssey. But when I do it right here from uh, my seat, if at I ever, work, if I ever see you gamble during this show, I'll report you to whomever yeah, I need. I'm gonna, to I'm gonna bet no, no, right I'll now call on Odyssey Duel. on the air. I'll, I'll get. A, I'm gonna I'll bet get, on FanDuel right now. I'll it's, get Jed Odyssey on the phone. You can do whatever you want. Call him up, and and we'll fire you on the spot. Well, I'm betting right now. You, no, Jed. Don't do it. You know why you can get away with it? I'm because a, you're the sidekick. Because I'm a spokesperson. You're, you're the uh, you're, you're the you're the 
number two guy. Celtics minus five and a half, please. They might as well be printing money. You're not going to gamble. I hope. I Why? hope you're not really doing that. Why? Because it's on the show. We have a literal segment about making picks. Are you and laying gambling. down a bet right now on the Celtics? I've got to log in first, but I mean, I don't see why not. So you're actually going to do it? <laughs> Maybe on this show. Eh, we'll see. During time, I got to make you're... a. I got to make a deposit first. Well, see that—that's where you'll stop short. <laughs> you hate. You can't stand to spend money. Well, we'll see. Uh, got no, a nice I already little, know. Nice little SGP here. I already know. Let's take a break, Max. When we come back, we'll talk with Tim Fitzgerald. We'll talk about the uh, life and times of Ernie Barrett. We look forward to that with uh, Fitz. Don't forget, uh, we we're sponsored by the IHOP hotline. And during the break, caller number two, and claim, uh, let's give four vouchers for the Wichita wind surge. Uh, caller number two at 869-1240, the IHOP hotline. Back in a moment with Tim Fitzgerald. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Forty KFH. Abracadabra, the Steve Miller Band, Magic, the theme of the music this week. Thanks to Max Power for that. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com joins us. A solemn moment in case state. Uh, athletics history with the passing of Mr. K-State, Ernie Barrett. Tim, welcome, and uh, sad news about uh, one of the one of the great K-Staters of all time, definitely. Yeah, we had heard earlier this week that um, Ernie was in hospice care and time was short, um, and, you know, it's, it's really sad, but what a blessing to the university this man's been, not just in his acts, but 
his kindness and his energy. You know, I always admired him so much. He could come rolling out there on a the court, you know, for a halftime introduction of some, you know, for some sort and always put on a show, you know, Mr. K-State revving the crowd up and you could tell um, the body hurt and you know, he was uh, probably not in the mood to be all enthusiastic, but he, he gave the fans what they expected from him. Uh, just an incredible guy. And for a man of his size, you know, standing what six, 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 seven, whatever Ernie was, um, to live into his nineties is absolutely remarkable, but uh, Ernie was a fighter his whole life and did it to the end. How cool was it that this is a guy who was an all-time great athlete and to be involved with the university for, you know, basically 70 more years and not just a guy who would show up for games and get recognized and kind of be around, but he was athletic director. He was, I mean, he did everything with the university. I don't, I don't know many other schools that have a, that have a person like that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe John Hadle up at Kansas would kind of fit that same, but it's hard to replicate the personality depending on, you know, who it is. He was just larger than life in every way. Uh, but, yeah, it you know, he served as AD during uh, some times where college athletics weren't quite as important as they are now in the national scope. And he went on to fundraise and help with so many of the projects that we saw, particularly at the start of the Bill Snyder era. And, um, you know, he, he just had a long-lasting impact on – on Kansas State Athletics, fighting the good fight, you know, before times got a lot easier, um, you know, with the success of football. And and I'm glad he got to see, you know, a revival of, of basketball in some ways, starting with, you know, Hugs and Frank and Bruce Weber carried it on, uh, beating Kentucky, which was so important to Ernie uh, after having lost to Kentucky in the Final Four and then uh, seeing this team this year. I, I'm sure Ernie had a blast with the NCAA tournament this year. The native of Wellington, born in 1929, helped Wellington win its only Boys State High School Basketball mm. Tournament Championship, which is remarkable. So he's a legend not just at Kansas State, but obviously in our area here in Wichita. He made his home just outside of Wichita for quite a few years, and he was well-known across the state, an ambassador uh, for the entire state of Kansas. And uh, everybody, it's it's amazing to see the outpouring and the release sent out by Tom Gilbert at K-State and all the people who want to who wanna talk about Ernie and want to pay their respects. Yeah, I mean, to know Ernie was to love Ernie. Uh, to know Ernie was to have your hand injured by Ernie. Uh, the firmest handshake known to mankind and still had a pretty damn firm handshake in his 90s. Um, it was kind of his signature. But, uh, yeah, I remember uh, seeing Ernie and he and some big donors, including Jack Benier, would uh, every Wednesday have uh, drinks and dinner at a local bar that I went to quite often. And I'd see him out there just, you know, being, being regular people, just having fun, living life uh, and uh, enjoying Aggieville. It, he was just a normal guy. But like I said, larger than life while he was normal. So um, I read the story about how, you know, obviously K-State lost to Kentucky uh, in 1951, I believe, uh, the national championship game, and now they've since beaten Kentucky in the NCAA tournament and how gratifying uh, that was for Ernie. What can you tell us about uh, those feelings of his? Well, you know, talk about um, carrying a loss through your life because Ernie wasn't healthy in that game, and anyone who was – uh, around then or understood that game, believes that if Ernie had been at 100%, K-State would have won that game. That's how dominant he was. But I think it was a shoulder injury where really limited his ability to score in that game. So he kind of carried that with him the whole, his whole life, and K-State wasn't able to beat Kentucky until that 2018 run in the NCAA tournament by Bruce Weber's team when they did that, and K-State did it again uh, you know, this year. So it's, it's – uh, been pretty cool to watch uh, how you know Ernie's been able to see K State basketball start to climb back to the level that they used to be at. And, you know, that he was around during the Final Fours and all the Elite Eights and all the magical time of K State basketball, uh, and he was just beginning to see it kind of get back to where he thought it should be. He wanted it to be, and I'm sure he'll be watching over the Cats as, as they continue to the progress under Jerome Tang. Talking uh, with Tim Pitt, Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. Let's uh, Ernie obviously had to be thrilled 
at what K-State did on the basketball court this season. And it just keeps getting more enticing. Jerome Tang now uh, recruiting kind of the way his team played this year. Uh, it looks really good. You've got David Castillo coming in. It just looks like uh, Jerome Tang was almost meant for this job at Kansas State. You know, it's it's fascinating to me because he, he said a number of times he waited for the right opportunity. He had some other offers. I don't believe they were power five, power six basketball offers. But he wanted to go to a place where uh, basketball was valued. And younger fans wouldn't understand that from K-State. But that ties in perfectly what we're talking about with Ernie. You know, older fans that remember – you know, significantly older fans that remember those runs for the Final Four, being a national powerhouse, uh, get, you know, all the time that uh, success they had um, under the coaches that followed Tex Winter, you know, be it Cotton Fitzsimmons or, or Jack Hartman, and, you know, just all the legacy of this sport. Uh, and now to have Jerome Tang come in and, and understand that history and embrace that history uh, and, and make it a uh, just a goal, a purpose to rejuvenate it. I mean, yeah, it's the right place for him, and he's the right guy for K-State. And now, you know, to beat out Kansas for a five-star point guard, uh, he's starting to build the program from the ground up in his image. You know, he's going to have to lean on that transfer portal for a few more years to kind of keep the, the roster old enough to compete, but he's going to start building through his own recruiting classes. And, and David Castillo, along with three guys that will be coming into the fall, um, are just all indications that he's going to recruit at a high level out of high school ranks. What do you think about uh, what K-State is doing in the transfer portal or what uh, they're set up to do potentially? I know Max Acemas is visiting. They've been tied to a bunch of other names. As as a person who, you know, I follow Wichita State, I, I just get nervous when the these holes aren't filled right away. Obviously, Jerome Tang has kind of earned that trust uh, with the transfer portal and, and uh, getting the players he's gotten over the past year. But uh, what do you expect from that? Uh, from Jerome Tang as uh, the postseason goes, or the, yeah, offseason goes on. Yeah, well, you know, the, the portals is such a, a new frontier for these coaches. And now you add in the NIL on top of that. So you might feel like you're doing good in the portal. They had that experience last year with a, a player, you know, and they thought they were going to get him, and then he ends up getting a NIL deal to stay at his school. I think we're going to see the impact of the NIL deal on a player that they were after. Um, they seem to be sitting pretty good with Acemus. He's going to be, uh, I think, Texas this weekend, and we might have a decision after that. I honestly thought he'd end up at Wichita State, so maybe there's some NIL money from Kansas State or Texas in play here. I'm not sure. Um, but he's you know, pretty prototypical of what Jerome Tang wants for his point guard. He's just the one, a creator. He wants someone that can score to. Uh, and, again, I always just keep coming back to this. If you want to understand how Jerome Tang's trying to build a roster, just look at Baylor. I mean, he's literally trying to replicate the types of players they had at Baylor, which means you know, really sound guard play, really explosive guard play, with some big men uh, at the four that can stretch, you know, shoot it out at the three and stretch a defense, and some powerful post players that can also run the floor. Um, and that's exactly what he's trying to replicate. And we're seeing it now with Castillo fits the point guard. Ace Smith would, would, you know, be the point guard for next season. It's kind of fun to watch him try to replicate this. Well, it's uh, it's good to catch up with you under circumstances that we're all sad about. But what a what a life uh, Ernie Barrett led. Yeah. He did exactly what he wanted to do for his entire life. And if you get that opportunity, you're nothing but a fortunate person. And I know how much he meant to K State. And uh, they're going to hold his uh, services at Bramlage Coliseum. So. That kind of says how how important he was. Yep, exactly. He he deserves that. I wish they could do it at Ahern because that's, of course, the, the house he quite literally helped build with his success on the basketball court. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a sad day to, to bid Ernie farewell. But also, as you said, what a life. Uh, what an incredible life he led. And uh, he left it out on the floor. That's the best way to put it with Ernie Barrett. He left it all out on the floor. So before before I let you go, and I've just been sitting here thinking, and unfortunately I think sometimes in uh, Mount Rushmore ways about uh, K-State, <laughs> who are the four most legendary figures in K-State athletics history? I, I know Ernie's oh. a slam dunk. 
Bill Snyder, certainly a slam dunk. Who are the other two, in your opinion? Probably Tex Winter would be up there. Um, boy, that last one would be hard. I mean, you you think of Ernie as a player, but really it was his, you know, his post athletic career as an athlete that kind of puts him up there. Uh, but boy, I, I'm not sure who the last guy would be. There's so many great athletes that you could say that about. But the coaches that have come through, um, you know, maybe you go to a Jack Hartman or a Jack Gardner or or someone like that. But uh, Jack Hartman is the one that coaches. entered my brain, but. Yeah, that you leaves know, out any athletes, which uh, <laughs> that's it's crazy that's a to hard say, one. isn't it? I know, but I, I I think you get to the athletes, and there there's so many that are comparable. You you, you mentioned Rolando Blackman. I'll mention Mitch Richmond. Don't I'll mention Jacob Pollan. You know, it, I'll mention it, Darren Sproles. I'll mention yeah, Michael Darren Bishop. Sproles, Michael Bishop. Yeah, you know, you just get into this. Uh, and going for that, you get Gary Spaney, who was remarkable in a time when the football program was trash, but you couldn't block him as a line as a linebacker, and he just made a ton of tackles. And uh, you just go down the list with Lynn Dickey and and so many great athletes. But yeah, it's for K State, it's probably the administrators more than anything that that powered this program because K State's always the little guy, uh, and it always will be. I mean, we had a land grant institution with a enrollment of. 20 to 25,000, depending on the year. Uh, it's always going to be a little guy uh, has to overcome things. And that's probably why the coaches and administrators kind of lead that way. Uh, Gene Taylor keeps hiring coaches that are as successful as, as he has. Maybe he's going to end up yeah. in that fourth spot. No mention of uh, Stan Parrish, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know that part of Rushmore where they started to carve and then they just quit because the, the rock was way too soft? We'll put, we'll put Stan over there. Poor Stan. <laughs> hey, Fitz, thank you. We appreciate your time. Thank you, boys. Great to talk to you. Thanks. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. That is an interesting K-State discussion, though. You love those discussions. I do. What's wrong with I that? don't know. What do you think it is? I don't know. You I, just, it's, just, uh, it's fascinating. You're a historian. It's fascinating to me because I I wasn't going to put an athlete in there either. I I agree that it's that it's Ernie Barrett, Bill Snyder, Tex Winter, and I'd probably say Jack Hartman. Well, Ernie Barrett was an athlete, so we'll well, give... yeah, he's an athlete. But I don't, and and he was a very good athlete. But I think he's more in for his amb- ambassadorship and uh, other things he's done. At right, but uh, you can't be an ambassador. I was going to start saying names. You have to be an Ernie Barrett type to be an ambassador. What do you mean? What do you mean you were going to start to say names? I mean, like, uh, let's say, for example, uh, the Warlord wouldn't be a good WWE ambassador because nobody cares about the Warlord. You know what I'm saying? Why do you take it to wrestling? Because I didn't want to mention anybody that's a real person and that would take offense to it. Huh? Well, now I'm wondering who you were going to mention. Maybe you can tell me off the air. I don't know. Just I would have thought of some obscure shocker, and <laughs> that would have been awful. Exactly, Luke Utting. That's terrible. Luke <laughs> Utting's a good guy. I know he's the best. What if he lives around here? Do you think he does? What if he does? Well, sorry, Luke. How do you spell his last name? I think it was U T T I N G. I'm gonna find him. Tell him what you said. <laughs> All right. Kelly Bielefeld joins us. He will be the superintendent of Wichita schools come the fall. Kelly, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you guys? Happy to have you. We appreciate it. I've wanted to get you on for a little bit now, ever since it was announced uh, that you would be replacing Alicia Thompson after her retirement. So tell us a little bit, Kelly, about your background in education. Sure. Uh, I've been here in Wichita for the last three years. Um, I'm the executive director of college and career readiness. So um, I've been in charge of all the CTE programs, um, credit, and really everything getting kids from the secondary uh, life after graduation. And it was in Clearwater. I was assistant superintendent there. For I'm gonna, Kelly, years. I'm going to step in and do something that I think I need to do. Can you call us back on uh, landline 869-1240? I will do it. I'm the guy who told you to do the cell phone, and uh, I should not have done that. So if you don't mind, if you'd call us back, we'll get a clear connection. Sounds good. 
All right, there. there I appreciate Why'd that. Why'd you tell him to call on a cell phone? Because I thought it would work. Ninety-five percent of the people that we have on the show on their cell phones, it does work. That's why. Okay. And since I but, make, if a, but if a landline was available, since I make those decisions, well, it was a bad decision. Well, that one turned out to be not the best decision. But fortunately for you, you don't. You're not at the level. But if a landline is available, you have to take. You're it. not at the level being involved in those decisions. All right. Here's Kelly. Kelly, oh, welcome again. Can you hear me? Can you hear me better now? We got you much better. All right. Good deal. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I've been in Wichita three years, uh, executive director of college and career readiness, and then prior to that was in uh, Clearwater as assistant superintendent and principal. Uh, actually was in the Derby School District for uh, as a principal at Oakland for a few years, and then uh, at Andell prior to that. So kind of been all over Sedgwick County over my career, been in education for 23 years. So Yeah, the district uh, made a, a pretty important point to hire within the, within the district to uh, name its new superintendent. You've been here three years. Obviously, they think very highly of you. What have you learned about the Wichita uh, School District, and what have you come to appreciate about it? Well, a, a number of things. I mean, there's great people here. We have a we have a great team. Um, a, a great. I, I don't think people really understand how great our kids are. Um, you know, we have challenges like any big urban district, but we have, we have outstanding kids and, and a diverse school setting that uh, really is a strength as much as it is a challenge. Um, just really phenomenal uh, programs, especially at the high school level. So um, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's humbling to, to be put in this position to kind of be in charge of a district this size. Um, but I, I've done a lot with the CTE programs here and really engaging and kind of promoting those and um, I think that's part of what you know set me up for being ready for uh, taking this big role on for next year. Kelly Bielefeld our guest he will uh, start his term or not term his job as Wichita School Superintendent in the fall when school begins. Uh, so let me let me ask you this because right now we're in a it, it seems to be that we're in a kind of a, a strange place with education uh, we're not really those of us who aren't uh, involved in it on a daily basis are a little worried about where education's headed. We hear about teachers who are uh, not as happy in their jobs as they used to be. How real is all of that and how how easily or how difficult is it to take on this task of trying to get back to another place? Yeah, yeah, I think getting back is is a really the, the right way to put it. I mean, COVID COVID's had an impact for sure. Um, and that's a, a piece of it, but it also is, you know, you, you said it's a strange place and, and at times it is because I, I think the vast majority of our teachers in our district would just like to, to teach and we would like to stay out of, you know, some of the malarkey that, that you know, gets said about uh, teachers in education and, um, you know, some of the some of the things that uh, the culture war type things that get brought into to the classroom that really that's not what we're here for. We're here for kids and for learning and for making a difference in kids' lives. And um, that other stuff just tends to be a distraction. So that, that hasn't helped any as far as the profession goes and people, uh, you know, teaching is hard enough as it is. And then when you have, you know, feel like you're position is disrespected and people don't believe in public education anymore, it makes it even harder. So um, I, I feel like this year has been more of a normal year than we've had the past few since since COVID. So um, I think we're getting to, you know, even from the student end, a more feeling of normalcy. So um, so I think that's good. And, and hopefully teachers feel that as well and, and know the difference they're making and, and stick with us and uh, stick with us helping kids. How will you advise uh, teachers to deal with what you call culture wars and obviously a lot of different issues coming up within teaching. How, how will you encourage them to, to work through that? And just what is your strategy for making sure that stuff kind of stays on the outside and doesn't infiltrate uh, the, the classroom? Well, that's that, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think it's a it's a definite challenge um, because you know we, with forty seven thousand kids in the district, we have you know that many different parent opinions as far as what what we need to be doing and how could we we could do it better. And so I, that's that's always a constant challenge for the, for the teachers is um, you know being there for kids and working with parents. Um, th that's a big a big mantra of mine. You know we've done restorative practices training throughout the district and, and we really we don't want to we don't want to do two 
do something to a parent or to a kid. We don't want to do it for a parent or for a kid. We want to do it with them. And so we, if we work with parents and, and with uh, our community and listen to them, I mean, that's, that's really the key. Um, a better public school system is better for every single person in Wichita, right? Like we are all better off if our kids can get educated and get good jobs um, and be contributors to, to society. So, um, you know, instead of bashing on schools, we need people's support. We need mentorship. We need um, people just believing that we're here every day showing up for kids, trying to do our very best. And, and by doing that, we can make a difference for in the lives of kids that need it. And hopefully they, they come and get a job in Wichita and stay here and raise a family and continue to support our great community. Talking with Kelly Bielefeld, the superintendent of Wichita Schools, shortly here. I don't know you personally, but I know enough about you to know uh, you're a sports guy. So how important are athletics in the total picture of, of public school education and uh, we've seen some slippage uh, in athletics in the Wichita City League over the past several years. Is that a, is that something that is important for you to address? Is that or is that uh, one of those things that's pretty far down the the list of things that you need to tackle when you take on this job? Well, there, there's no shortage of shortage of challenges, that's for sure, all across the board. But but challenges are also opportunities, right? So um, it, it is an it is a great thing. We we know how important extracurriculars are for for kids, and the kids that are involved in extra extracurriculars are more likely to graduate. They're more likely to to attend college and to get a certificate and to maintain a job afterwards. So they're vitally important to what we do. Um, I don't know exactly what you're referring to as slippage, but I do think participation numbers, um, especially in some of our high schools, are, are way lower than they should be. Um, so continuing to, to have you know, good facilities, hire great coaches. We've got a lot of great coaches. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a hard job, too, that doesn't pay very well. So um, the, the more we can invest in, in them uh, in order to get those participation numbers up because, you know, we know we know the difference it can make in the life of a kid, especially one who might be kind of on the borderline of graduating or not. Uh, extracurriculars can make all the difference. So, of course, as superintendent, you'll, you'll have your hands in – uh, every aspect of the district. But I'm just curious what you'll miss about uh, the college and career readiness part of it. That's that's obviously extremely important to be able to work with kids, you know, one on one directly and and have those uh, have that relationship. What will you miss about that job? Yeah, it, it, I love I love that job. It's 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 been great um, and it's been great to. You know, we've kind of created some programming. We we created a model called the Future Ready Center that's a kind of a hybrid model with WSU Tech where juniors and seniors can get workforce training um, it, it, while still being a high school kid. Um, and, and the ability to kind of create that and, and work with community partners, um, I'll, I'll continue doing it just in a different way. Um, but I you know, feeling like you, you really made a difference in some of those things is, has been huge. But, um, but now, you know, now the influence is a little different and working with, with different people and uh, some of the same people, but in just in different roles. And you, uh, you've been able to attract, the Wichita School District has been able to attract a really uh, big-time addition in Tim Hamblin, uh, who has been the principal at Derby. So I'm sure you feel pretty good about that, too, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tim and I, I, I started at Oaklawn uh, back the same year. For, Tim was first-year principal at, at, at head principal at, at DHS. So, uh, great man. Uh, he'll be he'll be a great addition to the team. I'm looking forward to working with him. So, all right, Kelly Bielefeld has been our guest. Kelly, it's good to talk with you. I'd love to talk with you more about things we're doing uh, in the community with League 42. Obviously, I'm going to make that call at some point. So, be ready. Uh, we wish you the very best of, of luck. We know you'll do great, and it's an exciting time for you and for the Wichita School District. Thank you. Yeah, bright days ahead. I appreciate you guys, and uh, and I'll keep listening, too. I, I enjoy your show. So. We appreciate that, Kelly. Thank All you. Right. Take care, guys. All right. Kelly Bielefeld from the Wichita School District, uh, the new superintendent of schools. I believe that's the top job in the school district. I think so. I'll have to double check. Yeah, good for him. Nice guy. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, hit it with Jive Talk, hour number two, at about 325. Terry Nooner, 
the new women's basketball coach at Wichita State, will be our guest. Uh, we believe that on Tuesday night at Riverfront at Riverfront Stadium against the Springfield Cardinals, we believe that Adam Wainwright will make a rehab start for Springfield. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. What? I don't think that's going to happen. What do you? What? I don't think that's going to happen. Why? Because I think it'll be rainy. I don't think they'll want to send him out in those conditions. Let's not look ahead too far. Okay. All right. All right. We'll handle the rain. Good luck. We'll do what we need to do. I hope it happens. I'd love for it to happen. I'm uh, I'm involved in the scoring aspect of that game. Uh, hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show, next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.